الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هل يستوي الذين يعلمون والذين لا يعلمون انما يتذكر اولو الالباب وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من يريد الله به خيرا يفقهه في الدين او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters today is the first program that we are having for this year this academic year and being the first program for this academic year and since there are many new students who have joined the madrasa for the first time and besides that those who have been previously here they too are always in need of the revising of the lessons that we have discussed very briefly today we will discuss what is our object our purpose for being in this madrasa why have we come what are we trying to move towards what is our goal what should be our frame of mind so inshallah in these few minutes with the tawfiq of allah tabarak wa taala and his fazl and karam we will try to discuss some of these aspects may allah taala make it a means of benefit for me for all of us and enable us to attain the true goals and objectives that should be in our life and may allah tabarak wa taala guide us in everything that we say everything that we do towards his pleasure alhamdulillah each one of you whether somebody has started madrasa for the first time in their life madrasa of this nature or whether somebody has already been studying from previous years nevertheless this is a very great gift a privilege from allah tabarak wa taala allah taala allows somebody to acquire the knowledge of deen and this is what we have come to the madrasa for but what we are discussing is that we have come for the knowledge of deen now some of you might be learning arabic or have learned arabic already from beforehand to some extent and you would have come across the tarkeeb izafi where there is a muzaf and muzaf ilay like the statement we made just now the knowledge of deen so in this tarkeeb izafi you don't have to worry about the technicalities now but in this kind of sentence which shows possession it is the muzaf ilay that is the maqsood which is the objective like you say the pen of the boy so the objective is the boy the pen is a secondary thing that comes second in line the main thing is the boy or the book of the teacher so the main thing is the teacher the book is a secondary thing that is being related to the teacher 
So the main thing is the muzafilay, what is being attributed towards. So likewise the knowledge of deen, the muzafilay is deen, ilmuddin. When the muzafilay is deen, that is the objective, that is the purpose. So that is what the focus is towards. Not just knowledge for the sake of knowledge. We have come to acquire deen. But in order to acquire deen, one would also need the knowledge of deen. For example, a person wants to perform salah, a person will need the knowledge of salah, how to perform the salah, how to, or what to recite, how to perform the ruku, how to perform the sajda, etc. So the object is the salah, but the knowledge of the salah is the key to the salah. Without the knowledge, the person would do something totally different. And it will become anything but salah. So likewise, we want to acquire deen. And in order to acquire deen, we need the knowledge of deen. So that is why we have come to this institution. Our object is deen. The path to that is the knowledge of deen. But supposing somebody is driving on a road and somebody asks them, where are you going to? Say, I don't know. Then he'll say, well, this person is lost. The person doesn't know where he's going. The person is lost. Or if the person says that I am going to Johannesburg, but the person is on the road that takes him in the opposite direction, takes him to the north coast. Now he says he's going to Johannesburg, but he's headed in the direction of the north coast. They say this person too is lost. Because he knows where his destination is, but he's on the wrong road. And if a person says he's heading for Johannesburg, but he's not moving, he's sitting parked on the side, he's on the road, but parked on the side, he's not moving anywhere. So this person is not going to reach the destination. The person is there, knows the direction, knows the destination, but he's not moving. In order to reach the destination, the person needs to move forward. So all these things are necessary that we, number one, identify the destination. And then we know the road that is going to take us to that destination. And we move along on that road. So our destination is deen. And that too is actually the means to our main objective, which is to gain the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala in everything that we do. And to please Allah Ta'ala in the way that we lead our life. The way to do that is to acquire deen. And the road to deen is the knowledge of deen. So that is why we have come, we have chosen this road to reach the destination of deen, which will take us to Allah Ta'ala. But now we are going to have to walk on this road. The things that will be taught to us, this is the tools. One is the life skills part of it, that is just for our necessity only. But the objective is deen. So the purpose of our coming here is deen. Some necessities will also come along. But now we need to walk on this path. So alhamdulillah, this is a great gift from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala has brought us to the path that will take us to deen. All the madaris, all the institutions of deen, this is the objective that they will show us the path, put us on the path which if we walk on that path, inshallah, we'll get to the destination. So we need to keep this fresh in our mind all the time, and from time to time revise this lesson within ourselves, with our friends, 
that what we have come for, what is our objective, what is our destination. Our destination is Deen. Now, if we don't have this destination in front of us, then we will merely be acquiring information. We won't be acquiring ilm. We'll be acquiring some information. Information about some fiqh, information about hadith, information about tafsir, information about various masail, about Islamic history, etc. So, this will be information. And information anyone and everyone can acquire. Somebody can sit at the computer and uh, now it's all on the phone and get to Google and Google up Deen and Google up Hadith, Google up Fiqh and Tafsir and everything is there at the fingertip. But that's all information. That information is accessible by even the Kuffar. It's accessible by the worst atheists and many People who don't have Iman are actively studying this information. And they have acquired more information than we can even imagine that they have. But they don't have one iota and one drop of ilm. And as a result, ilmuddin, they won't reach deen either with that information. So one is information. But if we have the objective in mind that we are thirsting for knowledge for the sake of deen and we want to get to deen which is going to earn us the pleasure of Allah ta'ala. now we'll go about it in a specific manner there are specific etiquettes that will go along with it the niyat and the intention will be looked at deeply all the time and the pitfalls and the obstacles to this will be avoided on this note of obstacles alhamdulillah Allah Ta'ala has afforded us this opportunity. We have sacrificed many things. We have given up many things. And we have come to seek the knowledge of deen. Whether we have come for the first time, whether we have come after being here for several years, this too is still the same thing. Otherwise, we could have easily been diverted somewhere else. But Allah Ta'ala brought us back. So this is a great gift from Allah Ta'ala. But now that we have come, it does not mean that the battle with shaitan and nafs is over. The very first battle from nafs and shaitan is to prevent a person from the path of deen itself. Don't even go near. 101 other things shaitan will put in the mind that rather do something else. This is going to be very boring for you. It's going to take you away from other things in life and uh, you will have to live a different kind of life and all the fun will be lost and your friends might not have any contact with you anymore and all kinds of things shaitan will frighten us with when a person starts intending to do some good intends to be charitable shaitan will bring all kinds of horrendous thoughts about poverty that you rather keep this for a rainy day otherwise you might be down and out. And shaitan then whispers all kinds of evil actions in the person to prevent him that don't, don't become charitable. Likewise, all other aspects, good and righteous actions. Shaitan will frighten a person in various ways. You're going to go study in the madrasa. This is going to become a real difficulty on you and your life will become a misery and will become boring and 
you're going to have to give up so many uh, things of fun and whatever else. And shaitan will now instruct the person with really terrible things. But, alhamdulillah, sumba alhamdulillah, this first battle with shaitan was won by all those who are sitting under this roof, the roof of the madrasa and those who are in any other madrasa for that matter. They won the first battle with nafs and shaitan. Alhamdulillah, they have entered an institution of deen. As I said, whether it's somebody has come for the first time, somebody has come after having been in the madrasa for five years, now they're the sixth year. It's still the same thing. That shaitan was still somewhere lurking. Allah Ta'ala prevented us from falling into the traps of shaitan. And we have, alhamdulillah, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, won the first battle. We are in the institute of deen. But shaitan now hasn't packed his bags and gone to sleep. Shaitan will now intensify his efforts. That I lost, I can't afford to lose. I'm going to try more. That is what shaitan will do. So now that the person has entered the institution of deen, now shaitan's effort will be that fine, the person has come. I lost on that ground. But now how can I make the person still lose? How am I going to make him lose? I will put in other obstacles in the way. So that after all the effort that is made, that effort must go to waste. And after learning whatever the person has learned, everything must get destroyed. So how will shaitan go about this? What are the obstacles shaitan will put in the way? One major obstacle shaitan will put in the way is the obstacle of disrespect. Very, very major obstacle. And this is a very subtle thing. A very subtle thing and a very dangerous thing. This is a very dangerous ploy of shaitan. Because a person doesn't see anything happening immediately. And doesn't think anything has happened. And in this way shaitan drains away all the noor of whatever has been acquired. And shaitan puts, destroys the effort that has been made by means of disrespect. Now this is a very detailed topic which I have discussed many times previously. We will inshallah discuss again and again. Not again, but again and again. Over and over again we will have to discuss it. And inshallah lifelong we will have to discuss it. That respect and adab, this is the key to deen. So respect, in our context, respect for our kitabs, and the greatest kitab of all, the kitab of Allah wa ta'ala. Respect for the Quran Sharif. Utmost respect. How it is handled. How it is kept. How it is opened. How it is recited. Utmost respect. Everything. There must be respect dripping out of everything that we do in terms of the Quran Sharif. The way we carry it must show tremendous respect. It must show tremendous love for the Quran Sharif. How we keep it before placing it, kissing it, and keeping it with great respect. Like a person, somebody gave him some very, very, like a, something worth a million, a billion. But it is very delicate. You keep it just anyhow, it might crack and break and lose. Uh, everything might be lost. So the Quran Sharif, with utmost respect, it is being handled. Because if we mishandle it, we might lose everything. We might lose all the things we have gained. So to handle it with utmost respect, how we keep it, how we put it in our juzdan, how it is placed on our desk, it's not in an angle just anyhow. It's kept very nicely, very well, very straight. So this is now respect for the Quran Sharif. Respect for our kitabs. 
how we are keeping our kitabs, how we are handling it, how we are taking it, how we are holding it. Respect for the pen, that is an instrument that is helping us to gain the knowledge of deen. Respect for paper. Paper is also a means of us gaining knowledge of deen. So now respect will drip from everything. And then extremely important, respect for our teachers. Because that is going to be the gateway to our knowledge. So we will respect that and respect the people that teach us deen, we will gain deen. So respect for our teachers and respect emanates from the heart. One is the pretense of respect on the top, but inside is there something else, then there's no respect. Respect inside which shows itself outside as well. Which expresses itself in everything, in how we speak, how we go about things, how we conduct ourselves. So respect, tremendous respect for those who teach us deen. So this is the one very fundamental aspect and shaitan will try to destroy our efforts by bringing in disrespect. Disrespect in the way we handle the Quran Sharif. Disrespect in the way we handle the desk of the madrasa. Disrespect in the way that we conduct ourselves with our teachers or what kind of uh, things we harbor in our hearts for others. So shaitan will try to destroy everything with disrespect. So now we've come, Allah Ta'ala has enabled us to come, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this opportunity. Shaitan lost that first battle to keep us away from the environment of deen. But Allah's fazal, we did not get caught up in that. Now shaitan will use the next great tool he has in his weaponry. His weaponry is all negative things. And this terrible and very evil tool he has is disrespect. And shaitan will use this disrespect to try and destroy what we gain. Then the other thing shaitan will use is the aspect of guna, sin. That on the one side, shaitan says, well, I lost. This person already went away to madrasa. This person went away into the environment of deen. But how can we now destroy this? So how we can destroy it? Now get the person involved in guna, in sin. That fine, Carry on learning hadith, learn Quran Sharif also, learn tafsir also, learn fiqh as well, learn everything and gain top marks in everything and gain the first prize also and the second prize and the third prize also. So shaitan will say, well fine, I didn't manage to stop you from all that, but I will make sure nothing, nothing is achieved. At the most, how you will get left with information only. That is shaitan's attempt. That is shaitan's what he is trying for. Shaitan will say he will try. And how he will try now to destroy everything? Get the person involved in guna. You carry on, the whole day you learn in madrasa, and in the evening you carry on chatting. You be on the Facebook, and the Twitter, and the all the other kinds of chat lines. Don't worry, carry on chatting with everybody. Life must carry on. So Shaitan now will use this that disrespect, get the person involved in this. Or, get the person involved in guna, in sin. Now the person is chatting to some non-mahrams. Person is looking at haram. Person is listening to music. Person is engaging in ghibat and backbiting. Person is engaging in things that will hurt other people, harm other people. So now shaitan is not sitting idle. 
Shaitan had already taken that qasam. لَأَقْعُدَنَّ لَهُمْ صِرَاتَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ That I will sit on the straight path. In other words, when they walk you on the straight path, I will be sitting on that path to waylay the person. To destroy the person's effort. So outside every madrasa, so to say, so to speak, Shaitan has got his madrasa. And as people will be passing through the gates, Shaitan will be saying, no worry, I got a lesson for you too. Tonight you must chat. Tonight you must go on this side. Tonight you must do this. And so and so you, you must contact. And Shaitan will be whispering all the time. But a little bit of effort. Number one, our niyat. We keep our niyat correct. And we keep refreshing our niyat. That, Ya Allah, I have come to acquire deen. It's your favor. It's your grace. It's no achievement of mine. You allowed me to come. Ya Allah, you enable me now to achieve the correct objective. The objective of deen which will take me to your pleasure. You must become happy with me. So number one, we keep refreshing our intention. That we have come for deen. And now what is deen? That is the next aspect that we have to discuss in detail. But firstly now, the intention that we have come to acquire deen. And in order to acquire deen, we have to save ourselves from the traps of shaitan. So number two, the second thing is that we now keep bringing to mind that this is a threat all the time that is facing us. That shaitan has laid all these traps for us. So we be conscious of that. A person is walking on a road and the person is not conscious of the things that are happening on the side which are approaching him to try and rob people that are trying to rob him. He's walking casually. He doesn't have any concern. He's walking with his phone in one hand, his wallet in the other hand. He's careless and carefree. Why? Because he doesn't know this is a very dangerous road. He doesn't know there's huge, huge dangers lurking on the sides. So, he's walking carefree. Now, what happens the next instant? The phone got snatched. The wallet got snatched. Somebody robbed him. Somebody stabbed him also. Allah forbid. Now, because he was just walking casually, careless. But if he knows this is a dangerous road, then he would even hire an armored vehicle. Because he's got a lot of money to take across. Because he's got a lot of money to take across, he will hire an armored vehicle. And he will even hire armed guards. That now I need to go past this road and there's a lot of dangers on the sides. But this is the only road that's going to take me to my destination where I'm going to have to take all this wealth along with. So he will take all these security measures. Likewise, this road is the highway to Jannat. But Shaitan is sitting along the sides to try and destroy what we're doing. To try and rob us. So now we can't be carefree and careless. We have to be conscious. And we have to take the security measures. So number one, the greatest security measure is that daily, before we come to madrasa, while we are coming to madrasa, we talk to Allah Ta'ala from our heart. Before we come into madrasa, we raise our hands, face the qibla, make dua for one minute, two minutes, five minutes, whatever time. If not five minutes, one minute also. Ya Allah, I'm going to madrasa now. Ya Allah, you make it such that this becomes a means of me gaining deen. And Ya Allah, you protect me from all the traps of nafs and shaitan. Ya Allah, you make this path a means of me gaining the best of dunya and akhirat. You make my worldly life also a success, make my akhirat also successful without having to undergo any kind of difficulty. 
So this one minute's dua, Ya Allah, you make it a means of gaining the nur of ilm. It should not be that I just gain some information. This one minute dua, we didn't get the chance for whatever reason to surround, face the qibla, raise our hands, make dua. We are traveling to madrasa, everybody is traveling, everybody, somebody might be walking from next door and coming. That person too will take them two minutes to get here. In that two minutes, and if we're traveling half an hour, we're traveling 20 minutes, we're traveling 10 minutes, spend some time from our heart talking to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you enabled me to now take this direction. I could have been in some school with a whole mixed uh, kind of school. And what not is going on in that school? What kind of behayai and shamelessness is carrying on? And people are losing their deen, they are losing their haya, they are losing their akhlaq, they are losing everything in that environment. Ya Allah, you alone saved me from there. And you gave me this opportunity. But Ya Allah, shaitan is my enemy. Nafs is my enemy. And they are going to try to destroy whatever is going to be done. They are going to try to distract me, waylay me. But Ya Allah, with your help, they cannot... If your help is with me, they can do nothing. Ya Allah, I am begging you for your help. Talk to Allah Ta'ala. Make dua from the heart. You didn't even... You're traveling in a vehicle. You didn't even raise your hands. You didn't even move your tongue. But the dua from the heart, and this is a very effective dua. The etiquettes of dua require that we raise our hands, we be facing the qibla, all this, all the better. But this too can continue at all times, dua from the heart. So this is the first thing, the security measure that we are going to adopt. That we daily make dua, and make dua from the heart, and make dua even while we are traveling. But before we come to madrasa, certainly make dua. Make it a habit. Remind ourselves Remind our friends, remind our classmates. When we come to madrasa, ask one another that, I'm sure you made dua, you made dua for me also. So that will serve as a reminder. Tomorrow when you come into madrasa, you're making dua for yourself, make dua for me also. Now you're not instructing somebody that, make sure you make dua. But in a very nice way, you are asking dua for yourself. Inshallah, you will remember to make dua, and that person will remember to make dua also. But we create this, we develop this, and develop this, atmosphere of reminding one another, encouraging one another towards good. Now tomorrow that person will make dua, and we will also share the full reward of that person's dua, because we encouraged it. So this is the first security measure. The second is, for some time before we come to class, before we come to madrasa, even if that some time is just 2-3 minutes, if it is 1 minute, but for some time make istighfar. Istighfar, Seeking Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. We are coming to madrasa, whatever we will, deen we will learn, what will be imparted to us, this deen is like rainwater coming down. And when rainwater, when the rain comes down, then what is important is that the ground must be conducive. The ground must be capable of taking in that rain. And if the ground is capable of taking that rain, then very quickly you'll find excellent crops coming out of that ground. But if it is very rocky, full of stones, full of debris, then the rain will come, but the rain will flow away. So now what will be required is that first a person takes out the rocks, takes out the stones, takes out the weeds, and clears the land. And as a result now that that rain will come, inshallah it will now soak into the ground, and the ground now will then come alive with the beautiful crops. So likewise, some istighfar, for some short while, even if it is not for long, for a few minutes, three minutes, two minutes, even one minute, but for some time. 
And inshallah the mu'allimas will remind us at the beginning of the day, at the beginning of the lesson, that for one minute, let us make istighfar. Let us now clear our hearts. So when we make istighfar, inshallah, this will help to clear our hearts, the land of our hearts, from the rocks, from the weeds, of the effects of the environment outside, from the rocks of sins, and other things that might have become obstacles. So number one, we're going to make dua. And we're not asking, and we're not talking about making dua for some lengthy period of time. Somebody has that opportunity, excellent, nurun ala nur. Even if it is a one minute dua. But certainly do it for one minute also. And as we said, make this the habit. While coming to madrasa, engage oneself in dua. And everybody is going to have to take some time to get to madrasa. Somebody living next door also will take one minute to get to madrasa. Use that one minute to just talk to Allah Ta'ala from the heart in the manner that we described. Then the second thing, even for one minute, better that we do it at least for three minutes. Some istighfar. But that istighfar with a lot of remorse, regret. Ya Allah, you blessed me with everything. You blessed me with my eyes, with my ears, with my tongue, with my hands, with my feet. Ya Allah, you gave me this heart within me, which was your abode. Ya Allah, how I have misused all this. I have entertained so much of wrong in this. I have soiled this heart which was supposed to be filled with your love. Ya Allah, you forgive me with this remorse in the heart. And make istighfar, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Like a person scrubbing something with earnestness. If I may just use this as an example, somebody is going for a function and they brand new dress, it's Eid. And they brand new dress and now a person is already at the relative's home, the grandparent's home or something. There's no chance to now go and wear something else and it got soiled. Just before everybody now is going to start coming in for the function function or the eat meal or whatever the case is now you need to go and wash that off immediately and now what concern you're going to wash it off with and it's now such a stain that has come now that is showing off in front of everybody so now you're going to wash it off quickly with earnestness with concern that it must get cleaned so the istighfar for that one minute for that two minutes astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah with that imagination that we are actually scrubbing our heart now this is removing that rocks, it's removing those weeds and it's removing the dirt. And this is something that affects every one of us. Nobody is immune from the environment out there. We just drive from one point to the other and it brings zulmat in our heart. So now we've got to take this darkness away by scrubbing our hearts with istighfar. And by removing the rocks and the weeds with istighfar. So now we'll find that inshallah what deen will be imparted to us, it won't flow away. It'll start making an impact on our hearts. So the first thing is dua. The second is istighfar. And the third thing is that we remind ourselves that everything I'm going to do today is going to be with utmost adab, utmost respect. Remind ourselves. Even put one small reminder on our desk. Just write in two lines or in two words. Utmost respect. That's all. That will give you the reminder. Every time you're going to keep looking at that. And the Urdu statement that we have, inshallah, by hearted, just maybe write that alone. Ba adab, ba nasib. And put the other part of it also. Be adab, be nasib. Somebody who is ba adab, with respect, be ba adab, ba nasib. That person will gain tremendously. That person will be very, very fortunate. And be adab, be nasib. The person without adab, without respect, will be deprived. 
So just write that one little line and put it on our desk. Stick it on, don't write it on the desk. We write it on some paper, some piece of page and neatly stick it on one corner or the cello tape or something so that every time it keeps falling on, our eyes keep falling on it and we are reminded. How going to hold the Quran Sharif? Ba adab, ba nasib. Be adab, be nasib. How I'm going to hold my kitabs, my pen, how I'm going to handle this paper, how I'm going to talk to my teacher, my muallima, how I'm going to conduct myself in the classroom, which is a place of deen. Ba adab, ba nasib, be adab, be nasib. We keep drumming this within ourselves. Put that little reminder for ourselves. Now if we, are, we have our destination in front of us, then all this <coughs> will become very easy for us to do. So the first thing is to keep our destination in front. Our destination is deen. And the path is the knowledge of deen. But this knowledge is a rain that will come. In order for to us to absorb this rain in the hearts, in the land of our hearts, we are going to have to remove all the obstacles and be conscious of the enemies on the way also. So this is the way, inshallah, we will make our stay very fruitful, our coming to madrasa very fruitful, and Allah Ta'ala will make it a means of us gaining our objective. Inshallah, we will continue with this discussion next week. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala accept each one's coming. May Allah Ta'ala make it a means of hidayat for ourselves, hidayat for our families, hidayat for thousands of people. Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq of treading the path of deen, of living deen, and Allah Ta'ala make us the means of passing deen on to others as well. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفي لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العاز الأكرم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين